Hey there everyone, Jim here with Fantasy for the Ages, the show where a father and son talk about fantasy, science fiction, and other nerdy things we enjoy. I'm coming at you today with this quick take episode, again not in my home studio. I'm traveling for work and still keeping the content coming at you. Uh, this is a quick take where I'm going to talk about my thoughts on The Wheel of Time Season 2. This is full of spoilers, people, if you have not watched Season 2 of The Wheel of Time, and you intend to, go away, period. Come back after you've watched this season. But if you've already watched, this is the place to be. If you enjoy what I have to say here today as I share some of the, my greatest disappointments and the things I liked the most about this season like this episode, and subscribe to our channel if you haven't yet, and you know all the other things. Comments, show notes, connect with us, Patreon, blah, blah, blah. Here we go. I've got a number of things I'm going to talk about. I'm going to start off with the disappointments. Don't you always want the bad news first? Yeah. So here's the things that most disappointed me about season two of The Wheel of Time. And keep in mind, overall, I'm a fan of this show but it's not perfect. First off, and these are not in order of where they appear in the show, but I'm disappointed by Ishamael's death. It didn't make sense. They've established in the show that the Forsaken are immortal. We saw Lanfear killed and bounces right back. But Ishamael fades away and crumbles into dust. Now, is it just like the end of season one where he was dead, but it wasn't dead? It didn't seem to be like that this time, so I didn't care for that. Didn't work for me. Number two, Matt's storyline for almost the entire season, including how he gets brought to Falm. I know I say Falm, eh, but for, it's the show, so I'll say Falm like they do on it. I didn't like how they worked with Matt. There were moments that were entertaining and engaging and a few things that made sense, but a lot of it didn't. Number three, Moraine's whole bit of being shielded, but not realizing it, thinking she's been stilled, and pushing Lan away throughout all this. Just the way she reacted to her water, that didn't make sense. Much of her behavior, okay, we could say is coming from being you know, traumatized by thinking she's been stilled, but still, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way they did that storyline. Sorry. Number four, Moraine taking out the Shanchen fleet. Now, that was awesome. Okay, it's in the finale. Great moment. But how could she do that? The three oaths should not have allowed it. She was not in danger from them. She didn't have any proof they were dark friends. And in fact, pretty sure they weren't. It should have violated the three oaths, and we know from the three oaths, and this is even established here in the show, they won't permit you to do things that violate them. She shouldn't have been able to do that, and they just, eh, let's forget about that for the sake of the story. Nope, didn't like that. Sealing the boar. This is my fifth beef. It appears to have turned now more into sealing the forsaken away individually in big discs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hopefully they did seal the boar, seal the dark one away, but, you know, of course in the books, that's how the Forsaken get trapped. They've done something different with it, made it visually symbolic that each of them has their own little prison disc. We got to see that shown on the screen when it was done for a Shamael. Yeah, 
Didn't really like it. I, I understand why they did it, but bleh. Next, the choice to squeeze three Aiel Maidens into this season the way they did. And especially that they've substituted Avienda for Gaul. Nah. It was nice to see some Aiel here and active, and I'll talk more about that coming up, but I didn't like... They felt a little shoehorned into the, into the season. And come on, Gaul, guys. Okay, here's another one. Min, she has been done dirty in this season. We didn't get as much of her as we should, and what they've done with her is just a real divergence from the books, so much so that it feels like they're screwing with a primary character in a way Rafe Judkins said he wouldn't do. So that's disturbing. I did not like their choices for men. Rand's elimination of Turok and his Shanchen guards. Let's talk about that. It was awesome. But the choice to do this before Rand has really trained fully with the sword, I, I don't know what they were thinking. It's been established, and they show it in the, in the, the episode earlier where Rand meets with the Amerlin, that he has been training in sword forms. Land sees it. And of course, he's been doing that with the guy that was in the mental institution. So why couldn't he have battled Turok? They decided instead he just takes them all out with a display of the power that he really actually hasn't learned yet. We could have had an awesome moment. They gave us a lot of awesome moments. They decided not to give us that one, and I don't know why. So that was disappointing. Okay, another thing, too much focus in this season has been on the relationships with and feelings of warders. We got too much of that in season one, too. We got even more of it here in season two. I'm feeling this is a passion point for the show writer and maybe the team of writers, and it's too much. I like warders, but enough already. We get it, okay? They're real people. They have feelings. Move on. Another one. Waygates. Apparently here now in the adaptation, they have to be opened with the power. That's sad. We're losing the richness of what Waygates were really all about in the books. Uh, another disappointment, that whole drink this sequence for Matt. You know, Ashamiel gives him the specialty. What? What the heck was going on there? That's totally made up for the show. And I think it's because they're aiming as a way to eliminate the whole Aeolfin and Eolfin elements of the Wheel of Time. This was a way to connect him with his past memories. I didn't like it at all. And I grieve for what it might mean we're losing. Final disappointment that I'm going to raise here is Maiden Hand Talk. It's too big and bold. It's practically American Sign Language. It should be more subtle. Just a real simple little hand gestures. That's a preference. They can do what they want, but it doesn't feel right what I'm watching there. All right, so those are disappointments, but I got a lot of likes too. So let me go into these. The first like I'll share from this season is Ishamael and Lanfear, seeing so much of them and seeing them as real people with motivations, thoughts, emotions, issues, and so much power. Uh, I really enjoyed both the actors playing their these roles and, and how they were portrayed on the screen. That was marvelous. Second one, Matt's Hero of the Horn moment. That one almost brought me to tears. Uh, it just, uh, 
that was so good. If you're like, yes, and you see all these great heroes, even Uno is with them. Some people think that's a little weird. No, anybody can have multiple lives, and clearly in another life, Uno was one of these heroes. Works for me. Totally. Love it. But when Matt blows the horn and then he's, you know, speaking old tongue and leading the charge, oh, that was brilliant. Loved it. Third one, Gwen's Demone arc. That was done brilliantly in this season. We really got the full experience of what it was like to be a Demone, to be a slave, be trapped by the power, and then how she frees herself in the end. I mean, classic beautiful, and accomplished a lot that we needed in a Gwen story arc. Fourth one, they've covered Nynaeve's frustration with having a block towards channeling really well. That has laid down a great foundation for what's to come. Number five, Leandrin. They've really done a great job with Leandrin as a character in the show. We've seen complexity. This is not a shallow character. It's not perfect but she's being acted very well. And I really like pretty much every scene that Leandrin's in. My sixth thing that I like, Perrin, and how he is consumed at the loss of Hopper, seeing him killed by Jeffrey Bornhold and going unhooked in a wolf rage and killing Jeffrey. And Dane seeing it. I mean, that sets up some good things for the future. That was really well done. Uh, great. I liked it. My sixth element was the effectiveness of the Aiel Maidens. We got to see Aiel going off. An almost unstoppable force with their spears, with their bow and arrow. Again, I felt they were a little shoehorned into the season, but seeing them was incredible. Next, I loved Rand and Celine slash Lanfear's relationship. Both before when Rand just thought she was a lady named Celine. And after, when well, now it's a different interaction between Rand and Lanfear, but there's still a relationship. There's still something going on between the two of them that's engaging and real. And I dug it. Next, Elaine's interactions with Nynaeve. The two of them and the way they're playing off each other and interacting with each other was lovely and felt very true and genuine to the characters. Another like, the Shanchen. Just period, the Sean Chan. I had questions at the end of season one when they come in with a tidal wave on a little girl. But everything I saw this season was awesome. Another like, loyal. We get more loyal, so much more loyal. And he was incredible. The prosthetics, makeup, costuming, performance is all beautiful old gear. I, you kind of forget that that's not how the Ogier look in the books because it just is done so right. I can't wait till we see more Ogier. I will say now a like for this season is the ways. I hated the ways in season one. I loved how improved they were in season two, especially when there's lightning going on and it's showing off that there's all these levels and complexity inside the ways, which really felt missing before. Throwing a little more money at it, paid off. I liked Alana. There's another one. Alana Sadai, she is killing it as an actress. She's a character that every time she's on screen, it makes the scene better. 
Well done. Uh, one more like I'll give is Pat and Fane. I enjoyed the moments of Pat and Fane, the ways he performed. He wasn't, you know, not a lot of screen time, but he was in a few different episodes, little bits here and there, and every bit of it was an improvement for the show. So there you go. My likes, my disappointments from season two. I'd love to hear what you think about these things and anything that you would add that was a strong like or a definite disappointment for you. And if you disagree with something I said, let me know that too. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll talk to you next time.